The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Oh, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so uh, today, you know, in praying and asking the Lord uh, what I should uh, share, uh, you know, the Lord uh, instructed me to tell everybody that Live Group starts next week and it's going to be payday. <laughs> and, and there's no excuse. Amen. You're going to be happy. Come celebrate with us. Amen. <laughs> it was a long January. I think January had like 45 days. You know, they shouldn't pay us that early in December. I think they should just pay us in January. Anyway, you know, in asking the Lord, the Lord said, uh, uh, you know, I should teach today, this morning, about how uh, you and I can live our lives in the supernatural. In the supernatural. And the reason why we need to live uh, in the supernatural is because uh, there are two realms. We live in a dualistic world. There are two realms that are running parallel with each other uh, as we live life. And uh, the parent realm is the spiritual realm. And the you know, secondary realm is the natural realm. And as we progress through life, life is a way of training us to just live in one of those two, to just live in the natural realm. Uh, to where we uh, only think, we are tempted, we're going to be tempted to think that uh, the only real things are what we can perceive with our five senses. Amen? Amen. And so this is why at the end of every service, uh, we say these words, Second Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by uh, sight. The word sight uh, is, is, uh, uh, brings into... Uh, uh, context, the, the, uh, the sense realm, the, the, you know, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can smell, what you can taste, and what you can handle in this physical realm. And when you live your life uh, just exclusively in the natural realm, you miss out on uh, what God has for you because when God gives us uh, destinies, when God gives us his promises, uh, he gives them to us in a spiritual format and uh, we open our hearts up to that spiritual realm, those things begin to flow through the channel of our hearts uh, and they come into manifestation. This is why the Apostle Paul says, uh, while we do not look at things that we see with these physical eyes, we look at things that we don't see, things that are in the spiritual realm, because the things that we see with these physical eyes are temporary. What that means is they are subject to change. Amen? He says we focus on what is in the spiritual realm because it is eternal, it is permanent. Amen? And so we live in a time, very interesting time, uh, to which Jesus told us, he says, uh, in the day that you and I live, people are going to become more and more carnal. We're going to become more and more carnal uh, and just, you know, try to reason everything. 
And uh, that's going to be the biggest uh, limiter. He says in Matthew 24, verse 11, uh, Jesus told us that these things will happen. And uh, so it's kind of like someone telling you that tomorrow is going to be Monday. And then tomorrow comes and you, you're surprised. The church gets surprised when the things that Jesus already told us they're going to happen start to happen. And the church is like, ooh, I can't believe somebody could be that crazy. Jesus already told us. He said in the last days, many prophets, uh, false prophets shall rise. He told us, and he says, they shall deceive many. He already told us. And so when stuff like that happens, you know, uh, people get disturbed. I don't. I'm like, Jesus already told us. I mean, what surprise? Ain't no surprise. He told us. And then he says this in verse 12, which is really um, uh, 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 something we should pay attention to. Jesus said, because of wickedness or because of iniquity or iniquity shall abound, uh, sin will increase in the earth. He says, the love of many shall wax cold. And what Jesus is saying, is, he didn't say because many will start to participate in sin. He didn't say that. He says just because we are in an environment where iniquity or sin is increasing, many people's hearts shall wax cold. And he uses that word uh, wax, cold. Uh, and uh, the, the analogy is, is how they used to make candles back in the day. They would take a string and dip it into uh, liquid wax, right? That's how they made candles. And they would dip it, and whenever they pull up the candle, the wax would dry and form a layer on the string, and then they would repeat that process until there is a thick layer formed, uh, that which we call a candle. That's what they did in, back in the day. And Jesus is saying, because we're in an environment, hostile environment in terms of sin, I mean, they celebrate sin. We live in a time where people celebrate things that you wouldn't even bring up. 20 years ago, they have parades over that stuff. And they're trying to recruit our children. And we bind and rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. We refuse that. And so, because we're just in an environment where the internet is there, you can't go anywhere and they sin, uh, we risk the temptation of our hearts having a layer of wax that make us insensitive to the spiritual realm and to what God is doing in the spirit. Amen? And so we got to pay attention to that. And this is why the title uh, of my message today is How to Live in the Supernatural. Because if you're not living your life in the supernatural, you are living it superficially. And the word superficial just means you're at a shallow level. Amen? God wants us to live uh, our lives supernatural. We are supernatural beings. Can I get an Amen? And so, you know, uh, as we get into today's teaching, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, Pastor H and some of these guys know him. Uh, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, we were having lunch, and uh, we were sitting and having lunch. We always have lunch, like, once every Friday uh, per month, you know, with, with these boys. And we were having lunch and uh, just hanging out. And, uh, you know, I was sharing what the Lord is doing in our lives uh, personally and in the ministry, how God has put us on television and all these supernatural things. He's healed our bodies, you know, and things of that nature. We're seeing people, uh, blind eyes open. We're seeing people healed. And uh, we're traveling all over the world uh, preaching the gospel. And so I was sharing these things uh, with him. And uh, he said this to me. He said, man, I wish I was in your, in your, in your, in your shoes because then I would experience uh, uh, these things too. Uh, to which I asked him, I asked him because I know him personally, I said, uh, uh, tell me, you, uh, how many people uh, work for you? He told me, he said about 83 or some, 
And then I said, uh, what's your uh, monthly salary bill? He told me, he said about four point, you know, some million every month. And I took my calculator out and I punched in the numbers and I multiplied by 12, a little over 50 some million uh, rand. And I said, have you uh, ever missed a month to pay your employee? He said, no. And I showed him the numbers. I said, this is supernatural. I said, I, said, I said this to him. I said, don't miss the supernatural uh, 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 looking for the spectacular. That's what I said to him. And the reason I said that is because if you go to First Kings uh, chapter number 19, you know, we hear a story uh, in First Kings 19 way, way back in the day, uh, in the 90s, you know, um, uh, some young people here may not understand. Way back in the day, in the 90s, uh, you couldn't send pictures through a phone. <laughs> it had a string on it, and you picked it up, and that's all you got, right, voice? And so when we wanted to go on a date uh, with someone, we would call them, and uh, if it was a blind date, we'd call them and say, hey, we're going to meet at the movies, and they would say, hey, listen, I'm going to be wearing red shoes. Red shoes, look for red shoes. And so I would get to the movies, and I'm just looking at, I'm looking, red shoes. <laughs> Who's got red shoes? Anybody remember those days? My kids, my kids can't, can't relate, right? And so, and so the Lord, you know, God, God called Elijah. He called Elijah and he said, we're going to meet at the movies. And, and God told him, he said, you, you, you're going to see me at the movies and that's where we're going to meet. And so Elijah went to meet the Lord at the mountain, you know, uh, metaphorically, like us meeting at the movies. And so he was looking for God. And while he was looking for God, he says he's, uh, a, a, a strong wind broke off. And this strong wind, you know, tore off the mountain and shattered the rocks. And he went and looked for his date. And God was not in it. And he kept looking. And while he was looking, there was an earthquake that started to shake the whole earth. And he went and looked for his date. Where is God? And God was not in it. And after that, uh, there was a fire that came from heaven and literally consumed everything and leaked everything on the earth. And he went and looked in that fire and God was not in it. And right at the end, God came to him and started speaking in a small, still voice. And God was in the small, still voice. And so sometimes in the body of Christ, people have missed God chasing after the spectacular. In fact, when Jesus says in the last days, uh, the false prophets will thrive, many of them will rise and thrive. The only reason why prof false prophets thrive is because uh, a lot of the people are chasing after the spectacular and they're not looking after God. Because sometimes God is supernatural, but not necessarily spectacular. He will come in a st small, still voice, and if you're not careful, you will stand and chase after the wind, and God won't be in it. Can I get an amen? And so while we're talking about the supernatural, I, I want to pray uh, for you, right? We're going to pray for you that the, 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 the eyes of your heart may be opened and to become sensitive to see God in everything. I mean, I told that guy, I said, man, I know you. There's no way you, you could be paying 50 million uh, uh, to, to your staff without missing a bit every year. And uh, do it in your own strength. And he turned around and he says, yeah, you're right. This is supernatural. But he almost missed it because he was looking for the spectacular. 
Can I get an amen? And so I'm telling you, some of you, most of you, are already living in the supernatural. You just don't have eyes to see. And because of that, you live this ungrateful, entitled life where you're chasing after the wind, the earthquake, and the fire. And God is wondering, why did you buy that plane ticket to go to Bujumbura when I'm already on the inside of you? Can I get an amen? Amen. Man, you want to be strong in your faith? Uh, 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 realize that, that it's already on the inside of you. What you're chasing after is on the inside of you. And so quickly, let's go now to uh, Matthew chapter number 14. Let's go to Matthew uh, chapter number 14. And uh, we hear a story here of Jesus uh, um, living in the supernatural, but also inviting us uh, to live our lives in the supernatural. And so it says in verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side. And uh, while he sent the multitudes away, when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. And so Jesus is spending time uh, with his disciples. This is after feeding the 5,000 with two fish and uh, five loaves of bread. And uh, after that, he told his disciples, he gave them a word. He said, I want you to now go to the other side. And the word was to go all the way to the other side. The word was not to go halfway and drown. Amen. And uh, the word that Jesus gave to them uh, uh, came straight from him. And uh, I, I want to submit to you this morning that the foundation of living our lives in the supernatural starts with God's word. It does not start with the feelings. It does not start in the sense realm. It starts with his word. Can I get an amen? amen. And so uh, uh, yesterday we were training some leaders uh, how to lead at Faithful Church and things of that nature, and uh, one of the things that we brought up was, you know, as you step into the religious world, man, there are 1,500 things you could be doing in the religious world. I kid you not. As you step into the religious world, there are 1,500 things you could be doing, and now many people got crazy ideas. You could be doing one million things. I remember when I was starting out and I didn't know this, the difference between a good idea and a good idea. Man, I had a lot of good ideas. Someone came to me and said, man, why, why don't we start the sacred assembly? I said, what's that? He said, it's where we sacred the assembly. <laughs> Someone else came and said, man, uh, I want us to start the prayer, prayer shower movement. I said, what's that? He says, we go to Israel and get all these prayer showers and then we pray. In fact, <laughs> the one time we were praying, I don't know if you remember, we were praying. We were praying here. We used to pray here every Monday morning, right? Business people. And we were praying here. And I, I asked one of the brothers to pray. And uh, he came with a, with a prayer shower. And I you know, gave him the mic. And he got up. And he, it was 36 Celsius outside. It was hot. Aircon is not working. Covered him. So I never showed. I said, brother, you're sweating. I said, you're doing too much. And so, and so the point is this. As you step into the religious world... There are 1,500 things plus you could be doing. But before you launch out and just do some religious, the question you should ask is, do I have a word from the Lord? The disciples had a word from God. And God said, Jesus said, go over to the other side. That's where I want you to go. Kind of like what the Lord said to uh, Jonah. You remember the guy Jonah in the Bible? The word came to him. It was a God idea. And the God idea was Jonah. Go and preach to the people in Nineveh. 
And Jonah didn't like the Nineverians so much. He didn't like them very much because they were sinful people. And so Jonah said to God, true story, go and read it. He said, God, I'm not going to go preach to the people at Nineveh because if I preach to them, they're going to repent and you're going to forgive them and then they won't be killed. He said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go preach to the people at Tashik because they are nice. And so he got on a ship to go to Tashik. Was going to Tashik a good idea? Oh, for sure. But was it a God idea? See, God has released grace on God ideas. Can I get an amen? And so he went, and uh, the Bible says while he was halfway, there was a storm. Every time you just go with the good ideas, there's going to be storms, amen? There was a storm, and then they threw him off the ship, and uh, God had prepared a fish for him, swallowed him, and went and spit him right in his destiny in Nineveh. And, 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 and he said, you know what? God, you put me in here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach a one-sentence sermon. He was angry. He said, I'm not even, these people at Nineveh don't deserve any eschatology. They don't deserve any exegesis. They don't deserve any theology. All I'm going to do is preach a one-sentence sermon. I'm just going to get over and done with it so you can burn them while I live. And, uh, and, and while he was walking down the street, preached one sentence, he said, uh, repent for the kingdom of God. is at one sentence, repent for it. And the Bible says God released uh, supernatural grace on that one sentence. The entire city repented and came to the Lord. And so I say this to say, uh, you don't need to do 1,700 things in your life. What you need to do is to get a word from God, and God has already released grace and power on what he will give you words to do. It's kind of like Jesus in Luke chapter number 5. I know I'm going all over, but we're going to get back to the uh, 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 you know, uh, program. And, and, and Jesus in Luke chapter number 5, he sees these disciples and they've been toiling and fishing. God hasn't called any of his children to live a life of fishing. Fishing is trying. You know, you throw a fishing rod and then you bring it back. What did you get? A, a frog. Let's try again. You try that. What did you get? A lizard. You're trying. You're trying. God hasn't called you to live a life of just trying. Try this one. Try that one and the other. God has called you to a life of hearing his word and you launch out your nets into the deep for a catch. When you have a word from God, when you launch out into the deep, it's not for fishing. It's not for trying. It's for a catch. So I'm not saying God is going to, you know, redeem you from work. He hasn't redeemed you from work, but he has redeemed you from toil. Amen. Amen. See, when you are in, 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 in the God kind of work, grace field, all you need is a one-sentence sermon. And it will radically change people. you got to have a word from God. And the foundation of hearing you know, from God is, is, is uh, uh, stepping out in his word. Amen? We, we have to uh, build a foundation on, on God's word. And he says in Matthew chapter number 7. Let's go to Matthew uh, chapter number 7. Matthew chapter number 7. When you have a word from God, uh, the storms of life won't matter to you. You know, I said a statement yesterday when we were doing our leadership training. I said uh, uh, the path of least resistance has created both crooked men and crooked rivers. And what I meant by that is when a river is just going in the path of least resistance, it will just turn, ah, there is a rock there, let's turn. And then the river becomes crooked. Uh, not by choice. 
but because it was following the path of least resistance. Can I get an amen? amen? But when you have a word from God, you don't follow a path of least resistance. You break through storms of life. Can I get an amen? amen. And so that's what uh, 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 Jesus was trying to get the disciples to do. And so he gave them a word. And you and I, uh, we have the word from God and the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to give us uh, a word. But it starts with the word. And it says in Matthew 7, verse 24, if you will, in the Message Bible, this is Jesus speaking, right? This is what he says. He says, uh, Matthew chapter number 7, 24, he says, These words that I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. They are not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. In other words, God's word is not just an accessory in your life. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes uh, my wife, you know, uh, she, she will carry a, a nice handbag. And, uh, we, we, you know, we got to go eat somewhere. And then uh, she'll get a really nice handbag. And, then, and there's nothing in it. <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so I say, I, I say to her, I didn't know this. It was the first year of our marriage. I say, I say, honey, do you need that? She said, yeah, I need it. I said, let's see. I said, I said, listen, give me all the little things that are in there. I can put them in. I have five pockets. Give me all the, so that we don't have extra little pieces. She said, no, 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 you don't understand. It's an accessory. It's, 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 it's not here to accomplish any, any function. It's just an accessory. And sometimes, just sometimes, Christians just turn the word of God into an accessory. Just something we carry around and just kind of throw a jab here and there, you know, you understand. You understand? How are you doing, brother? Ah, blessed and highly favored. <laughs> it's just an, it makes us look good, right? <laughs> and so Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. The word of God is not just an, an incidental addition or an accessory, hormonal improvements. No, no, no. To your standard of living. This is what Jesus said. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are foundational words. In other words... Uh, 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 words to build a life on. They are in the foundation. And he says this, if, someone say if. Man, that's, 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 the, that's the blueprint in the contract, the fine print in the contract. You can circle that word if, that's the T's and C's. You can put a chewing gum on it, just remember that word, that's, that's powerful. He says if you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, uh, if you're reading in the King James Bible, it says when the storm came. It didn't say if the storm came, he says if you work these words into your life, but then he turned around and he says, when the storm comes. Because the storm is coming. Can I prophesy this morning? Here's the prophetic word. Storms are coming. That's the prophetic word. Amen? He says, when the storm comes, or when problems come, or when challenges come, as long as you are in this side of life, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some opposition. Amen. But thank God Jesus has already overcome them for us. He says rain, rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing. Someone say nothing. nothing. He says, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed on the rock. Amen. Nothing moved it because in the foundation was the word of God. And so if you want to live a supernatural lifestyle, it's so simple. Don't chase after the butterflies and the goosebumps. No, 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 no. Just live a life that's founded on God's word. What does the Bible say about that? That's supernatural. Can I get an amen? 
And then he says in verse 26, but, someone say but. That's a big one. But if you just use my, so apparently there's some people who just use these words as accessories. If you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a what? No, I didn't say that. You're like a what? Come on, preach with me, church. You're like a what? He said, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. When, when a storm rolled in, not if, when a storm rolled in, the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Now, I studied this, and I found out that there was nothing wrong with the plan of the house. The house was beautiful. In fact, it was a three-story building that was built uh, uh, to in Somerset West with the view of uh, uh, a table mountain. And you could also partly see uh, the Gordon's Bay. It's a beautiful house. In other words, there was nothing wrong with the marriage on the outside. We went and attended that wedding ceremony. I was there. The flowers on the table meshed the drapes and the tablecloths and uh, the, the, for the very first time I couldn't believe it. The makeup lady showed up on time and we started the ceremony on time. There was nothing wrong with the marriage ceremony. The lady walked in. Oh man and they were playing the violins. Here comes the bride. Ain't nothing wrong with the marriage. Just one small little detail that they missed. That you should build it on the foundation, strong foundation of, of God's word. And so on the outside, it looked good. But when, someone say when. Yeah. When the first five broke out. <laughs> and it's going to break out. <laughs> when the first five broke out. <laughs> Oh, that thing broke off. That strand, he says, the Bible says this. He says a three-chord strand is not easily broken. What he's saying is, it's husband, wife, and Jesus. You are a threesome. Now, you kick Jesus out of your marriage, a two-strand cord is easily broken. Can I get an Amen. Hallelujah. It's not a marriage ceremony, but I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> and so if we want to enjoy and live our lives in the supernatural, our lives have to be founded on God's word. And it says in verse 28, when Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard a teaching like this. It was practical, and it was apparent he was leaving everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to the religion teachers, this was the best teaching they had ever heard. Back to Exhibit A. Back to Exhibit A. And so after Jesus gave them a word, he said, go to the other side. He says in verse 24, when the ship was now in the midst of the sea, it was tossed with waves. Uh, waves are going to come. Waves are a part of where we are. We live in a, in a system that's uh, corrupt. God is going to come and bring a new system. Jesus uh, will be on the throne, and it's going to be beautiful. But as it is right now, there's going to be crazy things happen. Uh, but thank God we have a word, the word from God, and a word uh, from God in our hearts to stand. Amen? 
It says, the wind was contrary, uh, verse 25, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. So it's saying there was a storm, but Jesus came walking on the storm. I don't care what you're going through. Jesus is walking right on top of it, all over it. It doesn't matter what it is. Jesus is walking all over it. You give it to him, it's a piece of cake. Can I get an amen? And so, verse 26, when they saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it's a spirit or it's a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come into the water with you. Peter was tired of just living at the carnal level. He was just tired of uh, just being defeated by storms of life. It would have been, remember I said, the path of least resistance makes both rivers and cro- men crooked. And, and, and Peter was tired of the path of least resistance. He was tired of sitting in the boat. The boat is going down. But some people will say, at least we can hold hands and give each other a hug. And at least, ah, at least ah, yeah. ah, it's tough. Peter was like, no, I'm tired of sitting with average folk, making Mickey Mouse plans that I make, I'm going to do something crazy. I want to do something different. Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come so that I can enjoy a supernatural lifestyle. And what did Jesus say? Come. Why? Because his promises are yes and amen. And so Jesus, uh, Peter said, I mean, I want to say bye. And sometimes you just have to say bye to kind of people if you're going to experience the supernatural. He said, bye, and he stepped out of the boat. And the Bible says, Peter walked on water. Peter walked on water. He took a risk. But sometimes you just have to take a risk. You know, uh, one of the most important stories in my life is the story of the four lepers uh, in, in uh, Samaria. They're sitting in Samaria, and they had been kicked out of the city because they had leprosy. Uh, on them, and so they'd been kicked out, and it was bad. There was a drought in the city that they'd been kicked out, and uh, it was so bad, people were eating each other's children. I mean, it was crazy. They were eating donkeys, dead donkeys and stuff, and so these lepers have been kicked out. They're sitting under a tree, a sycamore tree. Yeah, I don't know if it was a sycamore, but it sounds religious. You know, a sycamore tree. <laughs> Can't say a mango tree, you know. That pastor don't know nothing about the Bible. Sycamore tree, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a sycamore tree, right? We're sitting under a tree, and they started to have a conversation. They said, let's talk. They said, guys, if we sit here, just kind of like sitting in a boat. They said, guys, if we sit here, we're going to die. They said, if we go back into the city, we're going to die. So let's do something crazy. We're dying anyway. I think that's powerful. We are dying. I don't like this job anyway. I'm not enjoying my, I don't like these people anyway. Let me at least do some, let me take a risk and have fun. At least I'll die having fun. So they said, we're going to go to the enemy's, we were dying. We were dying here, we're dying in Syria. At least let's die having fun. Let's go to the enemy's camp. If we die, at least we can get to heaven and say, ah, but we tried. We tried. (laughs) Can you imagine going to heaven and, and, you know, you gather around all the old saints and they say, okay, how did you die? And Peter said, I was stoned. Stephen, how did you die? I was stoned for the gospel. You, how did you die? Ah, we were hiding. And then they <laughs> <coughs> ah, we decided to hide. Then they found us. Ah, Baba. <laughs> so they, they said, we're going to do something with our faith. 
Why? Because faith is an adventure. Can I get an amen up in here? Man, in 2024, you've got to realize faith is an adventure. Faith is what makes life tick. With faith, you can't have a boring life. Because when you see the sick, you lay hands on them. Oh, that was fun. When you see the broke, you give them some money and wash their face. Oh, that was fun. Man, faith is an adventure. Get on this life of faith and leave religion behind you. And so they said, we're going to go to the enemy's camp. And uh, you must understand, these are men who had been tormented by uh, leprosy. And leprosy is a degenerative disease, uh, which means, you know, it, it, uh, things fall off of you. Limbs will begin to fall off of you. And so uh, amongst the four of them, maybe one of them w had a, a limp missing. And the other one probably didn't have an ear. The other one, half, half his teeth are missing. The other one, one eye. And they decided we're going to do some fun. And so they, they're walking to the enemy's camp, four of them. And the Lord saw them from heaven. He said, oh, I'm going to join in on the fun. See, because God is looking for faith. He says his eyes go to and fro, looking for someone to show himself strong through. God is looking for faith. He said, there they go. They have some faith. I'm going to join in on the fun. And it says in the Bible, go and read it. It says God came and joined them, and they have four steps, four steps with missing limbs was multiplied and it sounded like a mighty army man god is just waiting for you to take the first step he's just waiting for you to take the first step and he will join in on the fun he says as they were going in the enemy's camp they heard the sound of a mighty a uh, 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 loud sound like a like an army is coming and they left and deserted the camp and left everything everything he says they left everything and they got there and they saw these spoils they didn't know what to do with them can you imagine they get to camp rolex watch you don't even have a, a limp <laughs> i mean the lord is blessing them more than they need Amen. And you know what they say? This is the power of the story. They say this is a day of glad tidings or a day of good news. And it says we shouldn't keep this to ourselves. Listen, once you start to get on that journey of faith and enjoying the supernatural, you can't keep it to yourself. You will start to be the real light of the world and the salt of the earth because some of the people out there, the only Jesus they'll ever see is you. Man, you step out, and they say this is a day of good news. And uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, you know, I'm preaching hard. Can you see? I'm preaching hard. You know, I'm preaching really hard. And, 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 and uh, uh, before that, the week before, uh, Elijah had gone and told everybody, that next week there's going to be a big breakthrough, and we're all going to get Rolex watches. He didn't say that. He said, you know, we're <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said the price of fuel, that's what he said. He said, the price of fuel is going to be cheap, the price of this. And, and you know what? The guy who was uh, standing at the next to the uh, uh, king, he said, man, psh, this guy's lying. And then the prophet said this to him. He said, don't worry. If you don't believe it, you will see it, but you won't eat it. And so, and so let, let me announce some to you. Let me announce some. If you don't believe this sermon, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. If you don't believe it, don't worry. Just stick it. Hide and watch. You, you, oh, yeah, he was for real. He was for real. Amen? Because the next day, the price dropped. 
and everything was accessible to everybody, just like he had said. Back to Exhibit A. And so Jesus said, be of good cheer. And Peter get up, got out of the boat, walked on water, verse 30. Uh, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Now question, uh, uh, did the wind have anything to do with the walking on water? Okay, question. If it was a blue sky, not, not a cloud in the sky, no, zero wind, uh, reached a scale on zero, no earthquake, nothing. Uh, 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 Peter, could you have walked on water? Uh, the water is as calm as glass. Could you have walked on water? No, you couldn't have. So you walking on water has got nothing to do with the outside external environment. And so why are you now all of a sudden paying attention to the outside external environment? You getting a promotion has got nothing to do with the environment you're in. You doing well in the business has got nothing to do with the environment or where you were raised. We all know where you were raised. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with the super natural power of God he has released. So why pay attention to the things that didn't give you the power in the first place? And so he started to observe the things that didn't matter. He started saying, oh, but that, that client is mad at me, so my business is going to tank. No, <laughs> we didn't get this business because he was happy with us. We got this business because God instructed us to step out and do our thing. Can I get an amen? amen? So, 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 we're not paying attention to, to things that didn't get us to live the supernatural in the first place. Amen. And so, uh, Jesus, Jesus has humor, right? Jesus has humor. And because I'm an African man, uh, 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 I can relate with Jesus. If I was a Western man, I probably wouldn't be able to, to relate because Jesus has tough love uh, because when Peter cried out, Jesus went and, 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 and reached out and brought him up, and uh, Jesus, it's interesting, Jesus doesn't do anything with the storm until they, are, they walked all the way back. Jesus said, hey, we're going to walk. Jesus, all I need is a hug at this point. Jesus said, no, we're going to walk back. <laughs> at this point, Jesus, I want you to just carry me, Lord. I'm going to write a worship song, carry me. Lord Jesus, carry me. <laughs> Jesus says, no, we're walking back. No, Jesus, listen, Jesus, why don't you deal with the storms first before we walk back in? At least we can walk in and there's no traffic and it's going to be beautiful. No, Jesus says we're going to walk in while the storm is still raging. Because yeah. the walking has got nothing to do with the storm. It is not dependent on what the storm is doing. Your success is not dependent on what the economy says. It is based on who you have on the inside of you. Can I get an amen? amen? And so they walk back into the, to, to the boat. I have to close. And, and instead of Jesus giving me a hug. <laughs> at that point, I mean, <laughs> I'm wet. You know, Pastor, I'm wet. And, and storms, I mean, these are fishermen. If they were fearful, this storm was for real. It was a bad storm. There could have been lightning there. And cloudy and it's gray. And I'm wet. You know, sometimes we go... Uh, play golf and then we get caught you know out in the woods and we get wet and, and I just want a hug you know I want a hug that's what <laughs> Jesus doesn't give him a hug Jesus says why did you doubt come on Jesus they say they teach us at Mary they say timing <laughs> at this point Jesus you can give me a hug and maybe next week you can say you know but last week why did you doubt <laughs> 
I mean, Jesus wants us to live this supernatural life so much so that he has an agency about him. He says, we're not even going to let this one rest. Peter, why did you doubt? Ye of little faith. And so a lot of people think, you know, myself included, we think if Jesus was here on the earth, we could survive being a part of the 12. Man, we are a soft generation. Just, just, you know, just, just, let, just let it go. I don't know. Jesus turned around one time and he said to Peter, he said, uh, get thee behind me. <laughs> He didn't say Peter. He said he didn't say he didn't say the flesh or you know we can use another politically, you know, correct word. He said, "Get thee behind me, Satan!" I'm like, "Yo, I'm your disciple, Jesus." The one time you know he was preaching about communion, he said, "Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you know, you will not you know enter into the kingdom of God." And multitudes left, and you'd expect Jesus to. At least get the gather the twelve and explain himself further. You know, I wasn't talking about real flesh or blood. Yeah, come on, boy. No, he gathers them and he says, "Are you also going to leave?" <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, and so, man, I'm telling you, I know we are part of of the soft generation, but I'm telling you, we can do this. Amen. I truly believe if we make the word of God the center of our lives. And allow the word of God to shape our lives. And allow the word of God to shape who we are. Shape who we are. And be strong in the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, we can begin to see people's lives transformed. Can I get an amen? amen. And so there's a way uh, uh, that the Lord wants us to go. And it's the way of the supernatural. God does not want us uh, to live at the superficial level. And I have to quit because I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Someone shout, I'm supernatural. <laughs> Someone shout, I'm a supernatural being. Shout, what you see on the outside, that's not the real me. I'm spirit. And I can get in touch with the spiritual realm. I can hear his voice clearly. In 2024, I'm committed, I'm committed to hearing his voice. Let me give you a tip. You know, every single morning, uh, don't just rush, right? Uh, what I do is I make a cup of coffee and uh, 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 what's her name? Asanda, you know, Asanda at the church. Oh, she got some good coffee from Brazil. So she gave, she, I bought, I buy my coffee from her. It's good coffee, you know. You got to have import, imported. If you're going to drink <laughs> coffee, you may as well bring it in. And so she got some, some good coffee, and so I sit down, and I, I, I get a big cup. And I sit down, and I put my phone away, and I just sit down, me and the Lord. And sometimes I hear good things. Sometimes I don't hear anything, but I don't stop trying to listen. And I go, and I, and I listen, and I write down everything that the Lord says. And, man, if you listen to God, he'll show you some cool things. He'll show you where you need to be, and uh, you will hear, lay down your nets for a catch. You hear that. Amen? Amen? You know, someone came to me. They were sharing uh, their story, their testimony of how they got a big breakthrough and got a big position to, to move to New Zealand, I think, you know. And um, 
how the circumstances surrounding it and how they heard God. They heard God and God told them what to do, you know, when they were supposed to give up and quit. And because they didn't give up and quit, they got their big breakthrough because they heard from God and God orchestrated the rest of the story. And, uh, you know, we've heard of stories like that where people would just, you know, sit and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and he begins to direct them into places of work, work not as toil. Now, there's too much toiling in the body of Christ because people are not taking time out to hear the voice of the Spirit. It's going to be work, but it's work because you're bringing in loads of fish. It's not going to be toil because all night we didn't catch nothing. Amen. But they say, uh, I think it's an African proverb or, or you know, some, some analogy they use. They say you'd rather spend, oh, it could be a Bible verse, uh, you know, someone will help me with that. Say you'd rather spend more time sharpening the axe than, you know, hitting the tree with a blunt axe. So a lot of people try to hit the tree with a blunt axe. And how you sharpen the axe is you sit down and say, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. You read your word with the intention of applying it. Amen. I said amen. amen. And as you do that, man, I'm telling you, you begin to step into places. It looks, it looks easy, right? It looks easy. When you come to faith in church, nothing is, nothing is forced. We preach easy. We sing easy. We hang out easy. It's easy when you step into your place of grace. You're not, you know, you're not plowing cement. And then when you plow, 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 and the people don't respond, you got to turn on them and say, you people. <laughs> you know. But man, I'm telling you, <laughs> God is a place for every one of us. It's called a place of assignment. You step right into it, it's going to be a supernatural life every day of your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these, your precious children. Lord, I thank you for I know you have big destinies for every single one of them every single one of them. Lord, as we step in to 2024, I pray, Father, that you may uh, uh, make our hearts sensitive to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. If they may be calluses, if they may be wax that's been formed around our hearts, we break that wax, we remove those calluses in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father, that even though we are in the uh, a fast-paced generation. Lord, I thank you that all of us will make a commitment to slow down and hear your voice. Take time out to just hear what you have to say because we know that you know all things. You're omniscient and you know all things. You have a big plan for us, a plan to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. Lord, I thank you for you say in your word in Jeremiah 10, 23, it's not in man that walk to direct his own steps. We give up trying to direct our own lives and we are surrendered to you because we know Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And so this morning, we surrender to your voice. Speak, speak, Lord, and we will obey. We thank you for it. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I just sense... Uh, the need to do this. Uh, if you're here and you have a pain and or sickness in your body, uh, we want to pray for you before we leave. Amen? Man, you can 
uh, uh, live in divine health. It's a part of the supernatural life. Amen. And so we want to we want to pray for you uh, before we leave. And so if that's you, we're going to ask you to raise your hand uh, wherever you are, and we're going to get people to pray for you. I see those hands. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the believers to turn around. If you see a hand, just go lay hands on them. Man, you got the life of God in you as a believer. And just turn around if you see a hand and uh, lay hands on them. And uh, it's not your power, so don't get tripped up by that. It's Jesus' power. And it's just flowing through you. Hallelujah. So just turn around. Make sure you lay hands uh, on the people in front of you, the people behind you. Make that point of contact uh, as we pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the very life of God that Jesus uh, released. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for healing. We thank you for healing, and we release healing into these bodies right now in the name of Jesus. From the top of their head to the sole of their feet, we say, be healed. Receive your healing today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for doing it. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone shout, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so, 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 you know, someone once asked me, they say, you know, Pastor, why do we do this? Uh, we do this because Sunday morning is just training. When you get to work, uh, there's going to be people that will come to you and say, man, uh, the doctor told me I have uh, uh, infertility issues, and you will know exactly what to do because I did it at church already. You'll say, come on over here, meet me in the boardroom. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Hold hands, pray, and release the life of God in them and say, be healed in the name of Jesus and release the very life of, of God in them in work, at work. Amen. Someone comes, man, I got a headache. Come, come here, come here. I got, you know, my wife, you know, there's this uh, Muslim lady. She always calls her when she has uh, problems. She always calls her. She say, uh, hey, hey, Chipo, please, can you pray for me? And my wife says, but you know I pray in Jesus' name, right? And she say, yeah, it works. She said it works. And, and she just prays for her on WhatsApp. Say, you know, in the name of Jesus, it doesn't have to be crazy or dramatic. In the name of Jesus, I release. And man, you know, miracles start to happen. Things start to happen in their lives. Man, I'm telling you, you got the power. Amen. Jesus put it in you. And it's time, just like those four lepers, it's time for us to start doing something. Do something with the power that's on the inside of you. Amen. I said, amen. Uh, we hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. <laughs>